now with the latest from the world of technology. This is the Tech Guide podcast with Stephen Fennick. Let's jump straight in. Tech Guide. This was a real effort to push into that growing consumer space, very competitive space in Australia. Tech Guide. It does give the user plenty of options, whether you're working or viewing content on the device. Keeping you updated and educated. This is the Tech Guide podcast. Knowing Apple, you just don't know what to expect. Tech Guide. They've gone from taking an excellent device and they've made it even better. It's had a redesign inside and out. Now, from the studios of techguide.com.au, Stephen Fennick. Hello and welcome to Tech Guide, episode 172. Welcome to the podcast that keeps you updated and educated about the latest consumer news and products. Thanks for listening and thanks for downloading and welcome to all you first-time listeners. My name is Stephen Fennec. I'm the editor of techguide.com.au. On this week's show, the battle to offer the best value with SIM-only mobile plans. What brand of headphones topped the customer satisfaction survey and Channel 9 to broadcast in high definition? In the Tech Guide interview, we talk to Champion Hurdler, hip-swinging YouTube sensation and new Philips Audio Fit ambassador, Michelle Janecki. In the Tech Guide reviews, we check out the new Apple TV. We take a look at the Moto X-style smartphone and the brand new Guitar Hero Live game. And we'll wrap it up with the Tech Guide help desk. And it's all brought to you by Netgear, Australia's number one brand of home Wi-Fi products, and Norton, the company to help keep you and your family safe online. Lots to talk about, so let's get cracking. Well, the mobile space is a very competitive one, especially when you're talking about SIM-only mobile plans. They're the plans that you look for if you already own your smartphone. So it's a BYO smartphone type of deal here. And for those who need a SIM card, well, you don't need to go on a two-year plan because you own your phone outright. So in that case, you can then look for a month-to-month or you can sign a plan as, as well, I guess, 12 or 12, 24-month plan for a SIM-only plan, though. So you're not paying off a phone. You're just simply paying for your monthly service. Now, this has been a very active period of late. A lot of companies jumping in and really competing hard for customer business. They've got uh, the, the main battleground here is offering value and more data, so more bang for your buck. Now, just this week, Amazim, which is one of the original, one of the early SIM-only operators, that they resell the Optus 4G service now. Uh, they started on Optus 3G and now, of course, have moved up to Optus 4G. They were one of the first in the market, and they've this week announced some changes, so offering better value, making plans simpler, as well, uh, what they've done, they've they've announced that they're going to have unlimited stand and talk and text, an unlimited international SMS and MMS standard across the board. Plans start at twenty four ninety five. So the next thing you got to think about on top of that is how much data do you want. Now, what Amazim has done is they've taken their former top plan, which is the unlimited seven gig plan, and that's now become the unlimited eight gig plan. 
but it has maintained the same price of $49.95. That's $5 cheaper than the previous unlimited 7 gig. So not only getting it cheaper, you're also getting an extra gig of data. The, uh, the Amazim Unlimited 5 gig plan, a very popular plan, was $44.90 a month. That has now been dropped by 5 bucks to $39.90. So that's pretty competitive. There's a lot of plans under 40 bucks that offer a decent amount of data. You've got to remember, this is Optus 4G data we're talking about here. For under 40 bucks, that's pretty good. Now, how does this compare, though, to some other plans that were recently announced? Well, only a couple of weeks ago, Kogan Mobile declared that they were back in business and they partnered with Vodafone. Now, what their plans start off at, they've they got a plan starting at $29.95 a month. That's three gig of data. Move up to thirty six ninety five, and you're getting five gig of data. So that is cheaper than a Masim. The difference here, though, is that this is using Kogan Mobile is using the Vodafone three G network. So you're not getting the same speeds as you would on on these on these other plans on a four G network for a start. Now, just last week as well. There were two other plans that were announced, one from Boost Mobile. Boost Mobile is a reseller of the Telstra 4G network. Now, what they came up with was pretty good. They announced a plan that will give you up to 11 gigabytes of data per month. So what happens is the plan is worth $40, comes standard with 3 gig of included data, but where this plan differs from the rest is that they have a bonus of 2 gig of data per weekend. So from Friday at 9 p.m. up until 11.59 on a Sunday, and let's face it, Boost Mobile is used by a lot of younger younger customers, and the weekend is when they're out and about, when they're doing stuff. That's when they're using their data. So this is a great plan for those younger customers and all up, if you there, if you add it all together, two gig per weekend plus your your standard three gig, that's up to eleven gig of data, which is amazing value for under forty bucks. Now, rounding out this offering here, Labara Mobile also introduced a unique plan, and this is a plan that allows you to earn extra data. It's a twenty dollar plan. So $20 for 30 days, and it comes standard with 2 gig of data, which isn't too bad to begin with. The difference here, though, is that you can add an extra 2 gig per month for free only if you decide and agree to view advertisements when you unlock your phone. Now, it's not every time you unlock your phone. It's every third time you unlock your phone, you'll view an ad. Those ads are served up through an app, and the app only works on Android smartphones. It won't work on iPhone just yet, so it's a separate app that you have to install, and by viewing every third time you unlock your phone an ad, and you don't have to even watch the ad the whole way through. You can dismiss it straight away. That qualifies you for that additional two gig of data. It is a pretty competitive landscape out there. If you want to read more about all of those plans I just spoke about, you know where to find it, techguide.com.au. This is Tech Guide with Stephen Fennig. Tech Guide. Keeping you updated and educated. Now, late last week, there was some 
Customer Satisfaction Surveys released from CanStar Blue. They're a consumer group. Uh, they do a lot of study on various product categories. Uh, this time out, it was a study on headphones and earphones. Very popular category in the tech segment. A lot of people love to buy headphones and earphones. And in fact, if anyone who catches public transport on a train, on a bus, you will see the proof that that is a very popular product category because every second person's wearing them. They got the headphones on. They got the earphones on. Nearly everyone on your train or on your bus has these headphones in place. But which ones topped the customer satisfaction survey? Well, they were the survey was split up into two categories. So we're talking one for headphones and one for earphones. Now, when it came to headphones, there were a few different types of headphones that they were talking about. So your normal over-ear headphones, there was also noise-canceling headphones, uh, so various types of headphones. Earphones, similar thing, so there were noise-passive, uh, sorry, passive noise cancellation, over-ear, in-ear, in-ear canal headphones as well. So plenty of different categories. So it's pretty broad in terms of uh, the headphone and earphone categories to begin with. Now, they were asked, the, there were more than 1,200 respondents. These were adults who bought a pair of headphones or earphones in the last two years, and they were asked to rate their particular product in a number of categories. So one was value for money. The other is comfort, sound quality, design, weight, audio enhancements, and then overall satisfaction. So who do you think won both the headphone and earphone categories? Now, the, the companies that were in contention were Philips, Sony, Panasonic, Sennheiser, Beats, Apple, and Bose. Well, the winner was, in both categories, Bose. They won... Uh, they, they topped the list uh, in headphones when it came to sound quality, comfort, weight, and design, but were second in the value for money section. Philips, they were a surprise packet. They actually topped the headphone value for money category and was equal second in sound quality, comfort design, and weight. They were also second, uh, equal second overall with Beats by Dr. Dre, Sennheiser, and Sony. Really interesting to see that. But now moving over to the earphone category, and again, of course, Bose topped the topped the class once again. So they had full marks in the earphone category in sound quality, design, and audio enhancement. And yet again, Philips was the highest score in the value for money category, uh, and Sennheiser scored top marks in comfort, design, and weight. So overall, Bose, once again, Philips, uh, my honorable mention, a distinction to those other brands as well. Now, here were the things. This was interesting too. These are the drivers of satisfaction. So they were, they were rated uh, highest driver of satisfaction down to the lowest. Now, in headphone, this is in the headphone survey. In this order, these were most important to least important. Value for money, twenty-two percent. Design, twenty percent. Sound quality, eighteen percent. Audio enhancement, sixteen percent. Comfort, thirteen percent. And weight was the least important at eleven percent. In the earphone category, uh, it was slightly different. So these were the drivers of satisfaction again, in order from most important to least important. Value for money, twenty-five percent. Comfort, nineteen percent. Design, nineteen percent. Sound quality, sixteen percent. Audio enhancement, and that, that by that I mean passive noise cancellation, fifteen percent. And at the bottom, weight six. 
So we this was a really interesting snapshot. I review lots of audio products, especially headphones, earphones, uh, lots of those types of products. But this is a great way to hear the customer review what they think about it. I'm writing about this all the time, whether they're value for money, whether they're comfortable, whether they sound any good. But now it's really refreshing to hear from the customers themselves. And Bose must be very happy with that kind of distinction. They top the class in both headphones and earphones. And if you want to check out that CanStar Blue Ratings survey, you can check it out, techguide.com.au. It's going to be a big day on November the 26th when Channel 9 will broadcast their primary channel in high definition. The announcement came last week at a special upfront event. The new nine is what they were calling themselves, and they will broadcast in high definition from November the 26th. So how it's going to work is Channel 9 will continue to broadcast in standard definition. It will be simulcast, though, in high definition on Channel 90, which was formerly GEM. Now, GEM will move to 92, and Go can be viewed on both Channel 93 and Channel 99. Now, I think they've got rid of the extra channel, uh, which is, I think, is a shopping channel. And in its place, they're going to introduce a brand-new lifestyle channel called Nine Life. It'll be on Channel 94, and it will include lifestyle reality shows like, you know, The Bachelor USA, Top Chef, all, all these programs from around the world. Another announcement, too, from November 26, or no, from early 2016, I should say, is a new catch-up service called Nine Now. It will replace the Nine Jump In service and will offer the catch-up services as well, but it will also stream live uh, to the internet and to mobile devices the Channel 9 broadcast. So if you're out and about and you want to watch something on Channel 9, you simply can uh, fire up the Nine Now app and watch it all live on your device or on the internet. That will all take place November 26th. Really excited to see sport in HD. November 26th is actually the day before the third cricket test. So Australia New Zealand third test starts November 27. So that'll be the in HD. And, of course, next season, the NRL in HD on Channel 9. And it's about time to really looking forward to seeing that uh, in high definition. Formerly, uh, you could only watch high-definition rugby league on Foxtel. Now, thankfully, free-to-air. Uh, we're going to be seeing that as well. There are more. There are more than 90 percent of of Australian households now have a high def TV. Channel nine will still operate in standard def, but anyone else with a high definition TV on channel ninety can enjoy channel nine uh, in all its glory. You want to read more about that? Check it out at techguide.com.au. Tech Guide. This is Tech Guide with Stephen Finnick. The Tech Guide podcast is proudly sponsored by Norton, the company that helps keep you and your family safe online. And today, we live in a world where cyber criminals are working overtime trying to find new ways to steal your personal information. The team at Norton is dedicated to keeping people safe online no matter how they connect. So whether you're paying bills on your phone, shopping on your tablet, or banking on your laptop, Norton's latest internet security solution, Norton Security Premium, is working behind the scenes to keep your information, your identity, and your devices protected. 
It also comes with secure PC cloud backup, so you can back up and save your personal files, photos, videos, and other memories that live on your devices. For more information about Norton Security Premium and how to protect your online life, check out au.norton.com. Tech Guide. Now, a Tech Guide interview. Tech Guide. Our Tech Guide interview is actually with an athlete. Michelle Janecki, she is a champion hurdler. Now, she is also the brand new ambassador for the Philips Action Fit earphones. But Michelle Jenica's claim to fame, apart from being a champion hurdler, she's a great athlete. But one thing she is also is a YouTube sensation. Now, why she is a YouTube sensation is because of her unique and very popular warm-up method before her races. Now, she wiggles her hips to uh, very provocatively before every race. This is something she's been doing for more than more than six years now. Uh, it was captured at uh, at, a, at a meet in Barcelona in 2012 and put to music, would you believe? And it went absolutely viral. We're talking tens of millions of view views of Michelle Janecki swinging her hips before her race. It's become her trademark, something that she's known for now, of course, also known for her athletic abilities as well. And we caught up with her at Martin Place at a special Phillips Action Fit event. And she's what here's what she had to say earlier. Well, Michelle, thanks for joining me. We're sitting here in the middle of Martin Place. Tell us what you're up to this morning. Um, so this morning, um, I was part of this really fun event where we um, had about 80 kids here for Australia's biggest hip wiggle. Um, and this is all thanks to Philips Action Fit headphones. Um, and it was just absolutely amazing. All the kids got really into it. We had a great morning. Okay, so to, speaking of the hip wiggle, let, let's back let's background this a little bit. <laughs> Uh, you became an internet sensation about three years ago uh, with uh, your unique warm-up. Tell us about how you thought of that. Was that something that you thought, oh, this will go viral, I'm going to do this? <laughs> how did you come up with that? Um, it's definitely something like not something I thought about people even seeing, really. Um, it's something that I first did at Nationals in 2009, um, and I was feeling really flat before a race, and my coach said, there's nothing I can do for you, you've got to figure it out for yourself. Um, and I was out on the track at the start line, and um, they were playing music at the track, and I just sort of started wiggling to it, I guess, um, and I ran really well in that race, and so I sort of thought if I could take that into every race, maybe then that would work for me, and I've been doing it ever since then. So it was uh, something that sort of give you a bit of an energy kick? Yeah, I think so. I think it gets me uh, like really hyped up for the race, yeah. and but also, because I'm just having a bit of fun with it, it yeah. keeps me nice and relaxed, so I don't right. get too like, caught up in the moment, right. I think. You're not too tense. You're yeah, to exactly. And so could, could you believe back then, could you imagine at all just how viral this thing's gone? Like, I look today on YouTube, one of your clips has had 27 million views. <laughs> yeah, it's it's pretty incredible. I mean, it's not something I ever thought would happen. <laughs> Even when it was happening, I like, I couldn't believe it. Um, so, it... It, it all came out a few days after the World Junior Championships in yep. 2012, and I was actually on holidays with my dad at the time, yep. um, and I was sort of looking at things, something, and I saw a notification come up on Facebook, and one of my friends had tagged me in something, um, and I had a look at it, and I'm like, wait a minute, that's me. <laughs> um, at this stage, I think it had about 60,000 hits, wow. um, and I was like, that's 
pretty incredible. I was like, yeah, but it, it, it'll die down by tomorrow. It's just going to get smaller. Um, and it didn't just kept getting bigger. And at one point, it was getting 2 million hits a day. Like, Unbelievable. It, yeah. was, it was pretty incredible. I, I, I never I, thought I, something I like, like this would happen. I like how they've uh, all got different versions. With different, someone's put different songs to it. Like, <laughs> what's that, Boys? Boys, you know, that song? Yeah. <laughs> that's, I think that's the biggest yeah, one. Yeah, that was, that was uh, the original clip. Yeah, yeah. Right. And then people have put different music and things to it. Well, and so uh, here we are today. You brought the hip wiggle to Martin Place. Now, tell us, you, you work with Philips. Uh, they're a pretty big tech brand. So what does that entail? Um, yeah, so I'm an ambassador for the um, Action Fit head, headphones range. Um, and I, I absolutely love those headphones. Um, they fit in my ear really well. And when I'm exercising and working out, they, they, they stay in there. Um, and I think that's really difficult to find with headphones. You know, often when you start moving around, they start falling out. Yeah. Um, so they're, they're really good in that respect. The sound quality is really great. And they're, they're quite cheap as well. Like yeah. um, for what you're getting, they're, they're right. great. I so think. even during the hip wiggle, they're not going to come out. All yeah, good. during they're the hip wiggle, I've tested them. <laughs> even with the hip wiggle, they're they're perfect. Tell <laughs> us about your training. You've got Rio coming up next year. How how are you tracking for that? Yeah, so I'm looking really good coming into this season. Um, I've had a bit of a break uh, after the World Championships, which were two months ago. Um, so just been back training for about a month now. And uh, preparation's looking really well. You know, I've come into the season a lot stronger, a lot faster, and feeling a lot better technically. So I think this is going to be a good season for me. Um, time will tell, obviously, but I'm looking to improving my times more this season and hopefully doing something good in Rio. And still doing the hip wiggle before every race. Is that what... <laughs> Keeps you loose, keep you, keeps you ready. Yeah, I'll definitely still be doing the hip wiggle before every race. Uh, I don't well, know. I, I don't know what I would do. If you don't do well, it, if you don't the, do it, there is that. Hey. There is that. It's, but like, it's <laughs> like going to see the Rolling Stones. They don't play satisfaction. You know? Like they're going to say, "What's going on?" Yeah, I, I don't know what I would do on the start line if I didn't do it though. To be perfectly yeah, honest. So awesome, awesome. yeah. Okay. Well, let's talk tech. Yeah, you have. You are quite techy. I understand. <laughs> you are studying. Let me get this right. Mechanical electrical engineering. Yeah, right? yeah. Right? so it's, it's called mechatronic engineering. Mechatronic engineering, yeah. right. So you are pretty, probably more tech savvy than me, I think, by the sounds of it. How, 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 how are you using tech in your, do you use tech in your training? Or do you sort of analyse what you do? Or how do you use tech in your life? Um, yeah, so I use tech quite a bit in my training. Um, I do quite a lot of video analysis. Um, so I look at my old races and look at the technical aspects of that. Um, and I also look at other athletes and how they're, how they're racing and I try and take little bits from them um, so tech's really important in that regards and being able to slow down the video and um, really get a good grasp of that um, uh, yeah and also for really precise timing um, so for my splits over the hurdles in between the hurdles all that use, okay. use tech for that and in your obviously in your, in your uni course you'd be, you'd be using Plenty of technology. So, what are you, Mac or PC, or, or you, you'd be both, I'd imagine. Uh, yeah, I actually have both a Mac and a PC. Um, so, I use my Mac more for day-to-day -day sort of things, and then um, PC I use for all, like all my uni work is done on that. Yeah. Um, and it, just running the different softwares and stuff, it's a lot easier to use it on a PC right. than a Mac. iPhone or Android? I'm an iPhone user. Okay. Moving forward, obviously you're already a YouTube sensation, so you got that covered. YouTube. Yeah. So how, how like, do, do, do fans, do fans come up to you and sort of, you know, is that, is that, how does that make you feel? They're thinking, okay, they're thinking you're more as the hip wiggler rather than the athlete, or how, which one came first? Like, how does you're just happy for the attention, I'd imagine, wouldn't you? Like, yeah. I mean, in in athletics in Australia, it's it's quite difficult to get a profile. Yeah. Um. So I've been really fortunate that this has happened to me, Absolutely, and that. Yeah. Uh, 
you know, it, it did get so big on YouTube, and that's it's been really um, beneficial to me, I think. Um, so I've had a lot more opportunities because of that. Yeah. Um, but and I think the beginning, I wasn't really running that fast then. Um, you know, I did come fifth at World Juniors, which is pretty good, <laughs> I think. Um, but you know, I've I've improved a lot, even in the past year. Um, like yeah. last season, I dropped my times by 0.4 of a second, uh, which is quite considerable. Yeah. Um, and I think now I am sort of started starting to come up and yeah. be known more for my athletic abilities. Absolutely. Well, you know, there's. Uh Everyone's got their little trademark, haven't yeah. they? And that, that's yours. And now, yeah. sort of moving forward, your, your, your times are improving, and uh, the the attention from YouTube and, and everything we've seen has also led to other things. Like I understand you were, you did a Sports Illustrated shoot, is that right? Yes, I did and indeed. That would have been, hello, was that a sort of pinch me in my dreaming moment for you? Uh, very much so. Um, I thought it was a joke when I first heard about it. Um, at, I can't believe it was actually real, and it was pretty incredible doing that. We actually. Um, it was all done in a high roller suite in Caesar's Palace. Oh, so, Vegas. yes. Wow. Which even was added even more pretty to the incredible. Experience. Yeah. Wow, we. Okay, well, it's been a pleasure talking to you, Michelle. All the best for the future. Keep up the hip wiggling. We're going to be keeping an eye <laughs> for that. And all the best for next year. Thanks very much. Tech Guide. Now, a Tech Guide review with Stephen Fennick. Our first review for the week is Apple's brand new Apple TV. Now, this is an exciting new product. We uh, first saw it uh, at the September launch uh, back in San Francisco. Tim Cook called it the future of television. Well, it is finally here. It has arrived, and we got our hands on a device uh, just as it came out in stores. It's a lot more expensive. Let's start off with that. It is uh, more than twice the price of the previous model at the base level. Now, this the new models actually have have uh, memory on board, so you can store your apps and other information. Starting at two sixty nine for the thirty two gig, three hundred and forty nine for the sixty four gig. That's more than two and three times more expensive than the original Apple TV, which is still available, by the way, for a hundred and nine bucks. But let's take a look at this new product. Well, at just looking at the design perspective here, it is bigger. It is same shape and design, but it's taller than the previous Apple TV. Also has a brand new remote control, which includes a trackpad uh, and also a button, a Siri button, so you can actually talk to the Apple TV as well. Now, it has got an A8 processor under the hood, so the same chip that's running in the iPhone 6. So you're going to see a remarkable performance from Apple TV. Things open very quickly, so really nice foundation for the platform. So so when you're downloading apps and viewing content, it is pretty quick to uh, to open up all of those things. Now, setting up the Apple TV was uh, was really easy. And one thing that I quite liked about it was the fact that uh, it, it did ask if you have an iPhone with your current Wi-Fi settings and your Apple ID. Just you need to, all you need to do is just bring the device close to the Apple TV within Bluetooth range, and it then picked up. It discovered the Apple ID and the Wi-Fi settings and password from your phone so you we were set up in seconds uh, re- really easy way to do it 
connecting to the TV uh, simply with a HDMI cable, and it's got either Wi-Fi on board or it's got an Ethernet port on the back as well. Uh, and it, it from, from as soon as it powers up, you see the familiar layout and design. It, it looks it has been updated, of course, for the new uh, the new Apple TV. It does look very much like the iOS nine operating system. Now, what's uh, really interesting, the remote control is really has been reinvented, and it has a couple of microphones on board, so you can actually talk to Apple TV using Siri. Uh, a bit more about that later. It does have a trackpad, so you can actually navigate a lot easier uh, throughout the, throughout the uh, interface. So you can get through the menus. You can go through your movie selections quite quickly. Uh, typing in stuff is also quicker rather than that slow tap, tap, tap of directional key of the uh, older Apple TV. What, what is interesting too is that there's a new technology on board, not new, well, it's a technology called CEC, which allows the Apple TV to control the t- your TV's volume and also turn it on and off. And even if it's connected to a receiver, it's the same deal. Now, TV, the CEC is called different things on different TVs. On a Samsung, it's the AnyNet Plus. Uh, on a Bravia, it's called, on Sony TV, it's called a Bravia Sync. Viera Link on a Panasonic and Simp Link on LG TVs. But basically, what allows the control to do is to uh, turn the TV on and off, turn your volume up and down. Uh, if you do actually click on the trackpad, it will then switch automatically to that particular source so you can very quickly get into Apple TV. Uh, we tested it on a Samsung TV here, and we were able to, and this is without any configuration, mind you. No, nothing needed to be set up. We can we control the TV's volume and can turn it on and off with that Apple remote. So you rather than having to, to continually go to other remotes, on your coffee table, Apple TV can handle the lot. Now, that Siri remote is really handy, and that is really the biggest change that you'll see uh, for, with, with this new product. The trackpad is a lot easier to navigate, as I mentioned, but what really brings this alive is Siri. Uh, and when you press, the, there's a key with a little microphone on it. You need to press and hold that, so a little bit like a walkie-talkie. Uh, you don't even need to bring it up to your mouth. There are actually two microphones on the remote, so one to listen out for your voice and the other to, to uh, dampen the uh, ambient noise, so a bit of a noise-canceling function there as well. And you can just have it down, down in your lap. You don't actually have to bring it up to your mouth. It does listen quite well so what can you tell it what can you tell apple tv well a lot of things on the previous one if you had to search for a particular type of movie you had to go into the search window type out a search if that didn't work you got to start again it was pretty cumbersome trying to get around the menus trying to find something really quickly was difficult well that is now over that's a thing of the past you are able now to ask siri anything you could ask Siri, and I've shown this example on uh, on my story on Tech Guide. Uh, I'd use the example. I asked, "Show me movie starring Kate Blanchett," and within a half a second, there was a whole selection of Kate Blanchett films ready for me to choose from. You can even refine that even further. You can say, "Show me the new movies," or "Show me the new science fiction movies," or "Show me movies directed by Steven Spielberg." So many different options for you to search and refine that search as you go. But it doesn't end there with the Siri capability. Even when you're watching a movie, you can also use Siri to control the playback as well. So you can tell Siri, for example, go forward 10 minutes, and a second later you are 10 minutes further into the movie. 
You can even ask Siri to go back to the beginning, to go forward 20 minutes, back 20 minutes. Really easy to navigate. But my favorite was, have you ever been watching a movie and you didn't quite hear what the actor or actress said on the screen? Now you can tell Siri, you can ask Siri, what did he say or what did she say? And it will go back 15 seconds and play back the scene with captions. So you can not only listen to what they said, you can also read what they said as well. Another little, another little feature that surprises and delights. Uh, another, another feature on board is idle focus. So when you put the remote down, the screen dims out and only keeps the last app you use highlighted. Another nice little touch. Also the interface, so it's got parallax. So if you do have your thumb on the trackpad, and you actually touch the, uh, you go through the different poster movie posters. If you actually just move the movie poster around, you'll see it actually has a little 3D effect. You can move the poster around as well. Now, Apple TV, it's all about apps as well. Now, we've been using apps on Apple TV before, a lot of content apps, but now you can download all different types of apps, including games, travel apps. Uh, all, all kinds of other apps like that, kids kids apps. So now even shopping apps you can view on your screen. So the best TV in the house, the best screen in the house, which is your television, is now can now enjoy its own app store thanks to the new TV OS operating system. Now, it's not all good with Apple TV. I have to point out a couple of things, apart from it being pretty expensive, uh, those prices I mentioned earlier. But there are no TV tuners on board. People think, oh, this is a new set-top box. It's not. It's a streaming device. So there are no tuners, so you can't use it to record free-to-air programs. Not at all. Uh, it does have a bit of competition in the market, a lot of cheaper competition. The Google Chromecast is about 49 bucks. doesn't quite have all of the functionality, but has most of the functionality on board, as does the new $109 Telstra TV, which puts all your streaming services in one place, lets you hire movies, download some apps as well. That's 109 bucks, but you have to be a Telstra customer to enjoy it. One other thing, it doesn't come with a HDMI cable. I thought for the price you're paying, Apple could have chucked in a HDMI cable. No, if you don't already have a HDMI cable, you need to buy that separately as well. One thing it also does not do is 4K. Now, this is a full HD, so 1080p device. It will not support 4K Ultra HD. Now, there are a lot of TVs on the market that are 4K, that are UHD, that can view uh, services like Netflix, for example. So if you've got a smart TV that's 4K, you can view, if you've got the account, uh, the top account, you can view Netflix programs in 4K. If you're watching that same Netflix, if you're watching Netflix through the Apple TV on your 4K television, it will not. It will only give you the maximum of HD. So you do miss out on that extra resolution. You have to use the Netflix that's native on your smart TV to go all the way to 4K. Hopefully the next model out, the Apple TV 2, whatever they're going to call it, hopefully that'll be 4K because there are so many TVs that are now 4K compatible that are 4K Ultra HD that uh, hopefully that will be supported in the future. Unfortunately, it's not supported at this time. Uh, I'll tell you the prices once again. The Apple TV 260. 69 for the 32 gig, 349 for the 64 gig. And if you want to read the full review, it's at techguide.com.au.
Alrighty, next up we are talking smartphones and in particular the Moto X Style. Now this is a smartphone that I've said in my story, it kind of stands out from the crowd. The reason being is that it doesn't look the same as every other the, every other square black phone. This has a wood grain rear panel, so it does have a lovely texture as well as having a lovely look to it. Now, this is uh, a, an Android device, and, and, and in particular, and for Android users who don't like a lot of clutter in the operating system, there's so many other phones that just pack the phone full of bloatware, all these apps that are unnecessary, that really clutter and clog the true Android experience. Good news here is that this phone does not do that. Now, the device has a 5.7-inch quad HD display and uh, with a pixel density of 520 PPI, 520 pixels per inch, pretty sharp. It does have a micro SD card slot. It does take a nano SIM micro SD card slot. Very important feature for those who want to expand the memory some other manufacturers, and I'm looking at you, Samsung, decided that a micro SD card slot is something they're not going to include anymore. And I think, wow, that is a bad move. Anyway, on the camera front, it does have a, a very impressive 21 megapixel camera on the back. It's also a front has a front-facing camera that has its own flash as well. So uh, it, it is a decent resolution there. Also can take some pretty well-lit selfies. So for, if you're into the selfies, then you're not going to be better lit than having a selfie camera with a flash, as does the Moto X style. Now, uh, what I like about it, the other features, Moto Voice. This is a, a, a feature that allows you to unlock and, and control your phone, ask the phone, uh, with hands-free. So you don't have to touch your phone. If I just say, hi there, Moto, it will unlock. It will say, and I'll say, what's new? Or open this, do that. What's on today? And it will tell you. It's like a little assistant that you don't, you, the, the phone could be on the desk and you're not even touching it and you can hear all uh, all about what you're doing. The camera, as I mentioned, is uh, do, do take really decent pictures. Uh, the 21 megapixel camera also shoots 4K video as well. Uh, Battery-wise, you're looking at uh, a wall easily a day. I have seen better battery performance of other phones, but this will easily last you from morning till night. Uh, you won't have to really get uh, get too close to a power point until pretty late in the evening. But the good news is it does support quick charging, so you can get hours of extra use. If you just plug it in for 15 minutes, it can give you a couple of hours of extra use. The Moto X Style, available now from Vodafone for 3 bucks a month on the $80 red plan, and you can read the entire a review at techguide.com.au. Keeping you updated and educated. This is Tech Guide with Stephen Fenning. Tech Guide. Okay, next up is a game, Guitar Hero Live. Now, this is a, a re revival of an older game. Remember Guitar Hero from years ago? Well, it, it was a big hit and kind of faded out. There were Imitators, Rock Band, all these other different titles. And But Guitar Hero Live uh, is back and really provides a really enjoyable way and a new way to enjoy music. Now, there are two ways to play Guitar Hero Live. There is the live component, and there's also the TV component. And to put it simply, live component is like you playing on a stage to a live audience with your live band members and 
you need to follow the song quite closely. Now, the controller is a guitar, of course, has two rows of three buttons. So this time out, a lot more realistic in terms of guitar control. Uh, there are three along the bottom, three along the top, and sometimes you need to press a combination of top and bottom to get the full chord. Now, here's how it works. If you don't hit your notes and hit them well, the crowd is going to boo you. The crowd is going to uh, going to not like you. They're going to want you off the stage. Even your band members are going to start uh, rubbing their their thumb around across their neck to say get off or stop playing so badly. Thing is, it's it's only one or the other. You're either playing really well or really bad. Uh, so if you do only miss a couple of notes, you are going to get a good review, good good a uh, lot of loud cheering from the audience. If you do suck and you're missing most of your notes, they're going to boo you off the stage. So for those who've dreamt of being a rock star, this is probably as close as you're going to get. the The TV version allows you to play along to actual videos music videos from that particular song so you can uh, it's great for anyone who's watching you they can actually watch the video clip as well as hear the song and you're then concentrating on making sure you're hitting the notes in time uh, a couple of things here where you do earn some in-game cash you can unlock some various song packs thing is though and this was surprising the, you can't permanently unlock them. They they stay unlocked for about 24 hours. You've got to go in and unlock them again, earn the coin again uh, to to play those particular songs. Uh, multiplayer mode is only on your own. You can play with a friend in the game, but if you want to play multiplayer, you're doing that on your own, of course, against other people but that are not in the room with you. So your friend can't come and play multiplayer with you on the screen. You've got to play multiplayer by yourself. Guitar Hero Live, a really cool reinvention of the game. If you love your music and want to go, uh, really get into it and, and try play as best you can, uh, or maybe just pick up the guitar occasionally and play a favourite song, Guitar Hero Live can handle both of those scenarios. If you want to read the review, it's at techguide.com.au. The Tech Guide podcast is proudly sponsored by Netgear, Australia's number one Wi-Fi brand. And they've just released the new Nighthawk X4S AC2600 Wi-Fi VDSL ADSL modem router. It's perfect for your connected Aussie home. Netgear's latest addition to the Nighthawk family is a high-performance piece of kit Specifically, it is built for streaming, gaming, and connected homes with lots of devices. The Nighthawk X4S or D7800 will deliver AC Wi-Fi speeds of up to 2,600 megabits per second and supports both ADSL and VDSL connection. It's the first modem router on the market to support the latest Wave 2 Wi-Fi technology with quad stream on both bands with multi-user, multiple in, multiple out capability. This means maximizing connection speeds for faster streaming, gaming, and less buffering. So if your household loves streaming Netflix, loves online gaming, and has multiple devices, check out the new Nighthawk X4S Wi-Fi modem router from Netgear. Search D7800 at netgear.com.au. Tech Guide. Now, answering all your tech questions, the Tech Guide Help Desk. Now, we were talking earlier about mobile SIM-only plans, and there were some little things that you need to look out for. If it sounds too good to be true, well, you know what? It probably is. So here are some of the pros for those all-you-can-eat plans. 
what they do is one pro is they can reduce your roaming and international call costs. So uh, if you do call people overseas, there are packages that include international calls. So that can really help you reduce maybe your home phone bill. Uh, you can make them through your mobile phone. Now, another pro is that the all-you-can-eat plans, they have a fixed cost per month. So you can actually set your budget. You know that you have a fixed cost. That's what you've got to pay, and that's that. There were no, there were no surprises, no bill shocks whatsoever. Now, let's talk about some of the cons. Now, one problem here is that you might end up paying more than you have to. Uh, on average, uh, if people who spend, say, on a $40 service that gives them a certain amount of data, a certain amount of call costs, a lot of people don't actually use that much. They could actually be on a cheaper plan. So they're paying over the top for a plan they're not actually making use of completely. So maybe that's one thing to keep an eye out for if you are playing, paying a lot and maybe not using 8 gig a month or 5 gig a month. There may be a plan to suit your needs that may save you 10 bucks a month. Well worth checking out. Now, unlimited plans, you've got to be careful here when it's unlimited calls because not all call types and usage types are supported. So all that all-you-can-eat bundle, uh, you need to check whether you can ring other mobiles, uh, standard landlines, international calls. That is what you need to keep an eye out for. Check out the fine print. Another thing to watch out for too is excess data charges. What happens if you use more than the allotted data? Check to see that you're not paying a huge amount for that excess data. Maybe there's those uh, you may be throttled back on your on your speeds. So do check that out. All you can eat plans are great. Make sure they suit your needs. Make sure you're not paying too much, and make sure if you do use too much that you don't get stung. You're listening to Tech Guide. And that's our show for this week. You can read about everything we've talked about at techguide.com.au. And if you want to get in touch, please email us, info at techguide.com.au. Special thanks to our sponsors, Netgear, the brand you can trust for all your Wi-Fi needs, and Norton, the company that can help keep you and your family safe online. Thanks for listening. It's been great having you with us once again, and we look forward to you joining us again next week. So until then, stay safe and stay connected.